Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Dr. Kathleen King. And we're going to be talking about, is your ongoing trauma response keeping you stuck and sick? Dr. Kathleen King is a DPT, and she's a physical therapist who's passionate about teaching neuroscience-based practices targeting the brain and nervous system. She's the founder and CEO of the Primal Trust Academy and Community. She weaves together brain retraining, vagus nerve tone, somatic movement, and trauma-informed attachment repair techniques in her online worldwide platform. Her focus is to help people with self-healing from chronic illness and trauma patterns. She personally found freedom from over a decade of debilitating health, chronic Lyme disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, mold toxicity, PTSD, and more, and has been presenting as an expert on nervous system healing to both traditional medical providers and mind-body healing communities. I so enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Kathleen King, and I really hope that this information resonates with you. And if you're called, please join her community so that you can truly heal the root cause of your chronic illness. Welcome, Dr. Kathleen. It's really an honor to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Christine. I'm so happy to finally be able to have a conversation with you about this. It's I'm really happy to be here. Well, as I was talking offline, you know, I find myself the quarterback for my patients, and I am so invested in bringing them the latest and greatest tools and resources and wonderful people um, to create a team. I think the patients that we serve need a team approach, and we all have our lane in this journey. And I, I love how we just started this conversation, and the title is "Is Your Trauma Response?" So it's not just the trauma, but your response, and that just reminds me a lot of when people ask me, like, what is health and what are we aiming for? And, uh, you know, I, I turned to my bioregulatory roots. It's, you know, our ability to be resilient, right? And to adapt and to navigate life, right? And not to be broken down or torn apart by an event or trauma, but to how do we integrate and navigate and move on, you know? So I, I love how you highlight the response aspect. So Kathleen, for people who are new to your work and new to who you are, I'd love for people to just know how you came to this work. And really, you're coming from a personal journey and a personal story. So I know we could spend the whole podcast probably on that, but just, you know, just share from your heart, you know, what you feel is really important for people who are listening. Sure. Well, I'd say that I really understand what it's like to be the one that has to go from doctor to doctor, year after year, diagnosis after diagnosis, feeling like your body is is not even human. It's like, how could I have this many bugs, this many toxins? What is wrong with my body? What is going on? And that was me. And it is such a dark place to be in. So for those of you listening, I get it. Fortunately, I had a background. I had a background being a physical therapist, and I understand a lot about mind-body connection, dealing with chronic pain, how pain is regulated in the brain. And eventually, after over a decade of searching for my own healing, not with pain, but with infections and toxins and molds and all the things, I thought, what if the brain has a lot more to do with all of this than what I've been, you know, being told? And what about the nervous system? And I started doing some research on rebalancing the brain and nervous system and what is possible with healing and started to hear lots of stories of people self-healing from Lyme disease, mold toxicity, you know, autoimmune. And I just knew that just like all of those years ago when I was a PT, that if I could rehabilitate my brain and nervous system 
something would happen. And sure enough, it did. I started mm-hmm. to self-heal by doing brain and nervous system work and sort of, I got to the point where I honestly couldn't even afford integrative medicine anymore. <laughs> we were broke. So it's all I had left were like these simple tools that at the time, you know, were like simple functional neurology exercises, vagus nerve toning, brain retraining, somatics, my old training that I wasn't using all of the years because I was looking for protocols. Yeah. It started to work. And I was like, oh my gosh. I could save people years and years and thousands and thousands of dollars if they had these tools early on. I wish someone would have told me that my autonomic nervous system and my ongoing trauma responses were really playing a key role to why my body could not self-heal, could not fight infections, could not detoxify. So over time, I eventually launched the Primal Trust Academy and Community where we teach people how to do the, th- the same thing I did, but in a community setting. Oh, I love this. And I, I'm so happy to hear that, you know, you were led, you know, to these, you know, tools and this really, you know, beautiful way of getting to that like deep core root cause, you know, of why you were sick. And, you know, you're speaking to like the exact audience who's listening to this. Um, and, you know, I, I've been starting to like look at themes when I listen to my patients, you know, yeah, I know we, I hear the mold and I hear the, this, and I hear the, that. And, you know, I mentioned this the other day, I think when I was talking, um, a very wise woman, a patient that I have dear to my heart, we were talking about her experience with mold. Like, you know, here we are, she remediated her home years ago, thought she recovered. And here she is confronted with a mold issue again. And you know, she's a wise woman, a healer herself, and she's doing all this work around her bonding with her mother. And we just started to talk about like, you know, what is mold? Like, it was just kind of like very like fluid and we were not trying to do anything, just observe. And we're like, mold is being vulnerable and not safe. You know what I mean? And we were just like, and I just had that like moment, like, it seems so like simple, but it was like, oh my gosh, my patients don't feel safe and they feel vulnerable. <laughs> and that is probably their core issue. You know, it's disguised as mold and Lyme disease. And yeah, like life is crazy right now. And there's hundreds of toxicants we could talk about and their biological effect. But I I just believe we're so much more powerful than any of that. But, you know, here I am sitting and observing and trying to navigate. And I always say, Kathleen, like we're trying to put people on the most elegant path to healing. And I love how you put that too. You're like, if we could put, save people's time and resources and money to just, you know, get on and get back to life, you know? So, so let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about our nervous system and wherever you want to lead in. I mean, again, this is going to be our whole conversation about this, but I, I think everyone who's listening understands like the body can self-regulate and heal. The body is wiser than we could ever be. And it has an innate healing response. We know that. I mean, just think about having yourself, your, your body heals, right? You get over a, an acute illness, you scar from surgery, your, your body heals, right? So like what gets in the way from our body's ability to self-regulate and heal? Well, I think a lot of times we are stuck in a response where we are wanting our automatic body, our automatic mind, our automatic nervous system to come back into balance, but it honestly doesn't know how to do that. And we have to take that conscious leap to teach the body something that it should have learned in the first place, which is why we're not 
you know, we're all waiting for our body to come back into balance a lot of times when we're sick, and, but we're not taking that conscious leap of saying, I'm going to have to be the steward to teach my nervous system how to take breaths when I've been rushing around, how to release this anger that's trapped, how to notice when I have just said yes, when I mean no. I know for me, I was just waiting for my body to come out of trauma. And eventually, you know, I would see a therapist, I would do all these things and I'm like, oh, they'll show me, I'll do this thing. And I remember my therapist at one point said, I think you're wanting me to regulate your body. And I, and he's like, you have got to become that consciousness that teaches your own nervous system how to do this. And that was the leap out of victimhood into empowerment. And I didn't even realize I wasn't making the leap for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And you know, and I, I have so much empathy for my patients. It's very easy to get into, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, victim mindset, because yeah. life is like all this stuff is happening in you and to you. And you can talk about mm. bioweapons or aluminum or this or that. And there's plenty of reasons to be out of balance. I mean, there's definitely when we look at life through yeah. that, you can you can tune into that story and it's very real and not to, mm-hmm. uh, not to diminish it in any way. However, I love how you put it, you know, out of victimhood into empowerment. And I think maybe it's just the paradigm shifting that we're doing, right? Because I think our culture is so inundated of like, okay, you're sick, you go give your power to someone, they give your power back, then you're healed, right? Yeah. (laughs) You're telling us a very different story, right? Yeah. We are on the verge, I think, of a massive consciousness shift of how we actually treat autoimmune, chronic illness, all of these things, we're starting to understand that there is stored trauma and stored patterns in our nervous system that only we can unravel by meeting what is stuck inside of us, by consciously learning how to self-regulate our biology, and then maybe partnering with different protocols and practitioners to assist that process. But the actual power is back inside of us, the hierarchy of healing is restored and how that actually happens. And we're right on the verge of people really getting it, which is super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, my audience knows this and I, my dear patients know this about me that, you know, I'm just intrigued by healing, right? I'm intrigued by those stories of people have a, a really big healing in like a shorter amount of time than we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking offline uh, about our mutual kind of awe of like the work that's happening in Dr. Joe Dispenza's community. Just, you know, he's obviously a very special person. He's just connecting us to a truth that has been around for a long time, right? And tuning us in. And I think a lot about the quantum physics aspect too, right? You know, if we are in this sea of many people are kind of up-leveling our idea of, you know, space, right? That we're in this interconnected universe, this quantum field, this field where we all come from, this sort like field of unlimited potential. Like if we're swimming around in that, (laughs) you know, like how can't we just all tune into that and experience a healing, right? And so how is this work? I guess you've shared a couple things and you're describing this that I just wanted to tune into that immediately of connecting to a consciousness bigger than ourselves you know, to 
learn how to regulate us? How do you, how do you share this with people? I'm, I'm just yeah. honestly just curious. Yeah. You know, I went through a lot of this journey on my own and near the end, I started to connect with others and we would do brain retraining practices together. And they were so much more powerful than by mm-hmm. myself because when you, and we were on the phone, I didn't even meet these people and we're just doing limbic system retraining. And what's possible when different minds connect and how you can see your own story differently and the ideas that come into you about what's possible for you, just because you're simply talking on the phone with someone else doing nervous system regulation, it was like, okay, this has to happen in community because mm. exponential, exponential rewiring occurs through a lot of, through the mirror neuron effect. And I honestly think just through connecting through the superconscious field of what's possible, because the deal is, and I teach this in the community, our chronic symptoms are a lot of times a memory structure on replay, meaning mm. it is a trauma response that is coming up, showing us an image and replaying a particular response through the body. The body has a certain chemistry that comes back to the brain, creates the same image, and it's just this over and over loop. And we're stuck in our own consciousness when we're doing that. When we're healing and we are connected with others, there's something that happens. And I don't even fully know how to understand it, but I see it in our community that what is possible for them, who they really are, becomes shown to them simply by being in conversation, doing nervous system regulation with another person, coming into heart-brain coherence, where now the field of possibilities is greater than when they were just sitting in their living room doing it on their own. And so in our community, yes, we have tools you do on your own, but we have live classes almost every day. We have study groups where you meet in pods. We have lots of small group things because I know it just helps retrain the nervous system of what is possible. We're often injured in connection with others. We feel easier in connection. So that's what I also see with this new paradigm shift is that healing will happen in coherent circles, as we were talking about before the call learning tools together, mirroring them for each other, just like what should have happened in kindergarten. We should have learned these tools, (laughs) how to breathe, how to say yes, you know, when you mean yes and no, when you mean no and all the things. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I love that. I've experienced that in my own life, which I've shared with people and my own journey and my own healing story as well. And you know, we even offer, we call them intention circles, um, you know, at this moment in time. Um, based on the McTaggart's work, but it's a, you know, it's just getting in a group of people, as you said, that that are really in connection. And yeah, it's like that. I think we have this, you know, ability when we're in a group that we can access something greater than ourselves, right? And we like to name things that we are trying to understand. And um, to me, that super consciousness, source energy, the divine, um, the quantum vacuum, whatever we want to call it. It's, I, I experience it too, when I'm, you know, in a group of people, like if I'm in a office visit and I have my resident and the mom is there and another person, and, you know, there's just like this energy. And I find that, you know, my conscious mind, I'll be typing and thinking like, okay, what do I need to do? And then I go over into muscle test and muscle testing is an exercise, I think, just to connect to this greater, you know, information source. And then like ideas are coming in that I I would never have thought of consciously sitting at my desk typing. And so I, I understand deeply what you're saying. And I feel very compelled that this is the future as well. 
and the thing about a chronic illness, right, is it's often isolating, right? It's a very isolating illness. I mean, often people don't look nearly as sick as how they feel. You know, there could be, you know, because it's just so confusing, parents or family may or may not be on board or, mm-hmm. you know, just get out of life, right? And so can you just talk a little bit about that and that isolation and how do you walk people back to connection? That was for sure the hardest part for me. I always looked somewhat like this, you know, mm-hmm. you look fine and you can't even walk. And back when I was sick, it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot of understanding about Lyme and mold. And it's a really hard place to be when you don't have family support around you and you you even question your own sanity. Yes. And how you walk people back is they, first of all, often have to see themselves in another so that they are restored to sanity. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she is me. And then when they're seeing others further along the path saying, I did have all of those symptoms and they're starting to go away because I'm doing X, Y, and Z, then it's like, oh, and then that might be possible for me. So we need each other to heal. We need to first see each other and validate Mm -hmm. what we have gone through. That is a key phase. I I think it's very difficult to heal when parts of us have never been validated for our suffering, they will continue some type of symptom manifestation until they are seen and heard. So that's huge. But also the breadcrumbs ahead of us of walking that path of how do I get out of this just chaos of symptoms? Your brain isn't working right anymore. You don't even know where to go. Having somebody say, just start with this, start with this tool, come to this class, practice this for the next couple of weeks. You know, so it is a very incremental process of walking out of chronic illness. And that's why we teach a very a specific sequencing of tools too, because you don't just mm-hmm. throw them all at somebody and say, hey, do all these nervous system tools yeah. and you're going to heal. No, the nervous system is like, it, it's been, it's very fragile when it has gone through chronic illness. You can yeah. kind of blow your circuits. I mean, I wasn't even able to like handle energy work for a long time or homeopathics. Yeah. Like, you know, you're in such yeah. a cell danger response. You have to carefully walk them through that path of getting your brain and body communication back online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you give that guidance because I think a big part of our job is prioritization and how do we take this body of knowledge and, you know, walk people, you know, through um, this journey and in the ways that you and I do uniquely. And, you know, with with that being said, I want to touch on an idea that you mentioned. I, I think it's really important. You, you walk people through somatic exercises, you said. And, you know, I think most of the people who are listening have heard of the the Body Keeps the Score, that book, or, you know, they have some awareness of like the body has memory, you know, and, you know, life is this really interesting experience, right? That we have our conscious mind and then we have our unconscious mind and we have our memories and our traumas stored in all these different parts of our awareness. And most of our life, especially if we are experiencing um, a disease or distress is trying to understand and unpack and bring awareness and healing to those parts of ourselves we can't see. So just, yeah, I'd love to hear about your um, insight into somatic work and what's happening in the body through accessing and releasing those memories. Yeah. First of all, I'll say that in the world of nervous system regulation, the idea of brain retraining was really big for about a decade, which is 
more about retraining the limbic system or a top-down approach to coming back into calm, to safety, to joy. When I started doing brain retraining, I, my background was a somatic physical therapist. So I learned somatics um, years prior. And the brain retraining was great, but I was like, but I feel all this stuff in here. And what happened to me, and this is, this is why I bring this up. I started to brain retrain. And six months later, yes, I was doing better. My symptoms were going away. And then all of a sudden, Pandora's box opened and all of these childhood memories flooded my brain because I had created safety in my limbic system, enough safety where the subconscious said, oh yeah, here's what's been underneath the carpet all the time. <laughs> and it was, it rocked me and it was yeah. in my body and it was in my tissues and it was a lot of memory, very graphic memory that I had never remembered before. And then I was like, all right, time to come down into the body. And it yeah. fortunately, I had a background in somatics and I knew that what was happening. But those that don't know, they can go into a full on PTSD crisis and have a relapse because they don't understand what's happening is the awakening of the body, mm -hmm. which is a mm -hmm. great thing. It's, it's like, yes, I'm healing. But if you don't know that, it can be tumultuous. So if you're listening and you're trying to do all these nervous system tools or even like protocols and you're starting to feel better, but all of a sudden your body is like going nuts, you might be going through the time where the somatic body is waking up for you to meet what is in there. So somatics is all about meeting what has been stored in the body. And that might be sensations. It might be emotions. It might even be memories that kind of come up. It's meeting that with your conscious mind, with a loving, compassionate presence that can feel the feels, witness them, and allow the energy to move back through the body. It can mm. be done through breath. It can be done through movement. It can be done through sound. It can be mm. done you know, in lots of different ways. There's lots of different somatic tools, which just means body-focused tools. It's not as much about thinking your way out of it as it is about feeling and witnessing it, but it is a necessary stage of healing, especially if you've come through trauma. And that is where the rubber hits the road with the healing journey in nervous system work. When you can actually drop into the body and discharge that energy, it can be a roller coaster ride, but your life force comes back in. And that's what's so cool about somatics. Yeah. I, I love how you share that. And, and in the way that I practice my, kind of only touching upon this is through the tool and the technique of neural therapy. And um, mm -hmm. that's when we're really like directly talking with, you know, this fascial memory that gets released. And, you know, I love how you said discharger. I almost think there's like this liberation of energy that I, I almost experience it like, like these vibrational signatures have been like stored in the body. And when you bring awareness or a tool or somebody it's maybe the the injection or just mm -hmm. me there you know holding space who knows what what's actually happening you know but it's all allowing the body to feel safe to um liberate this like bound energy so then i loved how you said i i just think about it as liberated energy for healing but liberated energy also for you to come back into you, right? Which, you know, is a kind of a shamanic thought too, right? That they're always doing all retrievals or calling it back is. parts of ourselves. But there's a truth to that, right? Yeah. About how we disassociate or leave or not fully embodied, mm -hmm. right? When we're 
um, in these states. You know, it was actually neurotherapy that turned me on to this entire journey. So here's my story. I was bed bound, like literally, you guys, I could not get up. And the doctor was like, let's just try this neurotherapy thing and it's going to help your brain to body communication. Oh my goodness. I had that first treatment. I got up and I walked for 30 minutes and I was like, what? My brain, it was like, I could see the colors. Now the effect didn't last. It lasted for a handful of days, but I was like, I came back. I'm like, what did you just do? That was not an antibiotic. That was not an herb. That wasn't a detox protocol. He's like, I got your brain and your body communicating again. And then I was like, I'm going to learn everything I can about restoring brain to body communication. And that, so your treatment is, it's so powerful. And that is what kind of was the instigation of me eventually forming Primal Trust. I love it. I love it. I love it. We call that treatment. You probably have the crown. Yeah, the crown. The crown of thorns, but I like to just call it the crown. (laughs) It's my favorite treatment to get because it is truly like, especially when you're putting a needle into those tissues, especially if someone's had neural inflammation or brain trauma or concussions or whiplashes, you can feel this kind of tension in the fascial fabric in the cranium. And it kind of like you can feel it release. And it's like, you know, the health is complicated. But then at the end of the day, it's like, where there's stagnation, you bring, you know, awareness and like liberation and release. And that is really a big part of the healing journey. We just want that to be sustainable and sustained, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love how you went through that. You know, I love how um, it is a powerful treatment. So there's a concept that you, you know, shared with me. Well, there's so many, but you talk about parts work. Can you, that's a new term to me um, and how you look at it. Can you tell me a little bit about yeah. what this is? Sure. Parts work, traditionally, you're going to hear about this through internal fa- family systems. They often refer to it as parts work, which is basically inner parts of our psyche that have almost like a personality. So you might notice how with one person you act like you're constantly like pleasing. You're like, why can't I say no? Why do I get so shy? And then all of a sudden someone else comes to the door and you're completely different, you know, or around, you know, you might have a, an irritated ragey part with certain people. And then another part where you can't imagine ever being that way. So a part is simply a neural network in our psyche that is a memory, emotion, belief, and behavior that is all kind of wrapped up together that creates a sub-personality that when that neural network is active or that part of our consciousness is active, it runs the show and we, we tend to have a particular way of being. Now with trauma, we tend to have different parts that our conscious self isn't fully linked into as far as our ability to control when it comes and when it goes. And that happens because parts can get created during very intense emotional events in our life. An event that was so big that at that time, our brain simply could not process it. So it gets stored away in the form of a memory, emotion, belief, and behavior neural network. And whenever anything happens that sort of triggers that same kind of feeling, that part can activate, take over our conscious self, and run the show as a way of protecting us. Now, parts work is often called inner attachment repair, where we're trying to grow this conscious sense of self. Sometimes people call it the capital S self, our connected self, 
um, our inner parent. We call it the inner adult main personality in primal trust. We're trying to grow this brain state that is a whole brain state that is aware of your limbic brain, a limbic emotional brain that's also prefrontal, can make decisions, but is also aware of parts of you, your pleaser, your perfectionist, your critical part, and is able to feel the feelings, feel, uh, hear the beliefs, but not always have allegiance with them as far as acting it out. So the idea of inner attachment repair is that you meet these parts of you, you feel them, but they don't take over as like they used to when the trauma pattern was running the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, I think, insightful and not a lot of systems, you know, talk about this work and kind of what I I think a theme is, is when we go through kind of an illness, you know, I believe that our bodies are a barometer of our kind of an emotional, mental, and spiritual health, right? And there's part of that illness driving us to look at this deeper and become whole, you know, whatever that means to people. And so, you know, what I'm hearing throughout this conversation is that we become unaware of a lot of how we move and navigate through life. You know, there's hidden parts of ourselves, there's forgotten parts, there's parts that left, um, there's parts of us who show up at different times for different people because of, as you shared, past patterns or trauma. And, you know, a big part of healing is in a safe container, like what you provide and people like yourself provide is to like bring awareness and to feel what we need to feel. Cause I think a lot of us, especially if we've been through trauma or things that are really uncomfortable, like we want to do everything, but feel what we need to feel. Um, But the healing happens when you feel it, you know, you can't really bypass that. Am I wrong? Yeah, exactly. And the, the deal is, is that the nervous system needs to be resourced enough to let you feel it. And that's why we tend to have a two-step journey in primal trust, where you first learn the nervous system tools, you learn how to get the nervous system ready to feel so it doesn't feel mm-hmm. something really old and then not, not be able to come back into balance. And then once you've got your tool belt there, you've been practicing, then we meet our parts. And we meet our parts and they have a lot to say and they have a lot to feel. And you've got to have a container to feel and hear those parts to have healthy integration. And what I learned is I learned the hard way. I did a lot of EMDR um, parts work way before I had any nervous system tools on board. It was disastrous, Christine. Yeah. It literally re-traumatized me. And I spent many years like awakening stories I wasn't ready to hear. And so there is a, there's an algorithm of how, again, we take people through so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you said that because, you know, we're just exploring these topics and educating and having a conversation. Um, But I know you and I both have a deep respect for the, the timing of how Mm -hmm. the body and the nervous system needs to unwind and heal and, you know, blowing somebody out or not (laughs) allowing them to you know, have that supportive structure to contain and to move through that energy can create all sorts of issues, you know? So I I think that was really important to, to share. So don't go off and, you know, do this work without, you know, the right guidance. Cause again, we want this to propel you and give you momentum. We don't want you to get re-traumatized or, Mm -hmm. you know, set back. Right. 
and and that's what you know kind of what i was sharing too before we got on the call it's like you know some of the most spiritual people are in my office who get these illnesses and i often hear them say to me like you know i know i need to meditate i know i need to connect you know but it's almost like this there's almost like a filter or a, you know something not allowing themselves to connect and so um I always think of that of like, okay, my job is to help support and strengthen them so that they can then do that work for yeah. themselves. But do you, do you see that as this kind yeah. of mirroring? Yeah. And you, you know what I say is a lot of times, you're right, these people are often very spiritual and there is a disconnect. And the reason why I think it is, is I think it's protective for a good reason. I think that our nervous system, if we've had a lot of trauma, has so much like disconnected circuitry that if we were to connect with like an intense amount of life force, it's like putting um, new appliances in a 100-year-old house. It can blow a circuit. Yeah. We've got to yeah. get the nervous, like you do with the fascia work, we've got to get yeah. that, that circuitry up and going so that it can handle the life force that is there to be felt. And that's yeah. what I experienced, uh, at least. I had to reconnect and I'm still working on reconnecting my circuitry. I mean, I yeah. can still get to a point where I'm like, whoa, too much energy. I need to like get my circuits yeah. up and going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. And Kathleen, tell me about like, so I'm sure people are thinking, okay, like they do all this work. They they become more resilient. You know, they can navigate life a little bit more easily. And part of their mind is like, okay, well, how does this heal Lyme disease or how does this heal mycotoxin illness or whatever the illness of the day is? Like, how does that translate to a healthy ecosystem? Such a good question. And it was a question that um, for me at first was a mystery because I didn't understand the science, but I did see people healing. But now the Science of the Cell Danger Response by Robert Navio, I think, explains yeah. why people self-heal. So the cell danger response describes how our cells literally go into a protective response when we've had different types of insults, whether it be physical, chemical, pathogen, trauma, emotional. And at a cellular level, we are shut down in a certain way. We're, we're using our energy to communicate. Everybody hunker down and protect rather than to thrive and to detoxify and to fight infection and digest. And so the cool thing is, is our autonomic nervous system innervates every cell of our body in some way. And so as we calm down the nervous system, it sends messages to the cells of safety, of the war is over. We can start to have the mitochondria make energy to thrive and detoxify. We can let nutrients in now. And so autonomic nervous system rebalancing on a cellular level shifts the mitochondrial function. It shifts the nutrients that we let in. It sends the signal that it's time that now to detoxify. It's time to digest. It's time to you know, clean up what invaders might have been there. And a lot of times Lyme disease infections, they're there because we have a toxic terrain because we're not detoxifying. It's not that they're always bad. They're there to actually help us. And when I yeah. made the leap of you know, I'm going to learn to live in harmony with Lyme disease because it's there helping me in some way, the parasites, the viruses, all the things. It's there helping my microbiome that is so out of balance and so toxic. When I made that leap of not being afraid of it and then did the nervous system work, started to detoxify, my own body brought me back into balance. I no longer test positive for tick-borne illness and I never treated awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Keep going, please. Yeah. So no, this is the deal is, is that our body is so intelligent. And even when you have, you know, these infections and stuff, in some ways there's an intelligence behind that. In some ways mm. there's an intelligence behind things being there. So to me, getting our cells out of cell danger response, and maybe we do treatments to help open up drainage pathways and help move things out as we're opening up the nervous system. They need to be done together. Then those toxins can start to drain. We bring in nutrients. We get the energy to rebalance the pathogens in our body that shouldn't be there. So, Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would agree with you. I mean, I I feel like, you know, we know we have these microbiomes, virome, microbiome, where, you know, you know, at this point, I'm very jaded and biased, but I feel like most people have had an exposure to Lyme and co-infections who are on the planet, you know, but some people are not sick, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some people are thriving and in, in with those microbes within them. And, you know, what I found is, you know, as you said, as we can get the nervous system, and I, I look at it too, like the fascia is a continuum of, you know, this kind of regulatory piece, mm-hmm. you know, because the fascia touches every, you know, it, it connects the outer environment to the inner environment of the cell. And, you know, obviously the nerves are intermeshed in that terrain, that milieu. And so I I think that's a big part of why like lymphatic therapies are Mm -hmm. so deeply nourishing and healing and move people forward. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, once people, you know, again, get on the healing path, they, they're feeling safe, they're connected and they open up, you know, again, the, the lymphatic system is so right there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, bathing and nourishing their cells and uh, there to carry out the waste. I, um, you know, I see that, you know, bringing people up to so much more health and yeah, yeah, I just, I, I love how you put that. Cause I, I mean, I've thought about this, but in the way that you've shared it, it's, um, yeah, it's really awesome to hear. So it's like the body is protected. It's closed off. It's, you know, traumatized, you know, in so many ways. And it's like restoring safety restores your health on, on so much and so many layers. I, I know we're, you know, we could talk forever about all these things, Kathleen. I, I, I know this is kind of, it feels like curveball at this point, but I know people would be in, interested. I'd love to hear your perspective. You know, we talk about our present life issues, but there is also this kind of very real phenomenon that many of my patients experience, or if they're stuck, we go there to experience this, this idea of, um, ancestral trauma. How does that impact this whole story that yeah. you've shared? Yeah, it's such a it's such a big piece. It was definitely a big piece for me. You know, our cells, they say like up to seven generations, we've got the story of our ancestors, maybe more. Yes. I mean, how can we really measure okay. that? But we know that the way that our epigenetic switches are have a lot to do with how we were brought up, how our parents were brought up. We know that deep in our Deep in our cellular DNA is the memories of our mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers. And I know for me, when I was deep in my healing journey and sort of in a different realm a lot of the time, I had memories come that were not mine. And I would ask mm-hmm. my mom or my grandma about them that were traumatic. And they're like, yeah, that's what happened. So it's, it's in there. And our nervous system remembers. And so we're not only doing the work for ourselves, but when you are called on this chronic illness recovery process, 
when you start to rebalance your nervous system, you are clearing the energy of generations and you're doing something yeah. consciously that maybe your mother and father could never do. They didn't have the skills, the consciousness, et cetera. You literally do become an ancestral chain breaker and a bringer of light into your DNA. And I really believe, and this might be totally woo-woo, that it affects your parents and your grandparents. Yes. I had things happen with my mother when I was rewiring that was like, how, you know, how did this possibly happen to her? Um, how did she have that different perspective or that, you know, it, it, it translates and it translates to our children because as we said earlier, we are all interconnected. Our DNA mm -hmm. is interconnected. It signals to each other. And so, you know, have compassion because you're not doing this work just for your own healing from your own life. You're doing it. We're doing it for each other. We're doing it for humanity. And yeah. that is another part of this conscious paradigm shift that you know, I, I'm like, wow, what a calling to be able to, um, yeah, heal the generations through, you know, I was for a while, I was like, why was I the only one to get Lyme disease? You know, <laughs> none of my family, they smoke and they drink yeah. and they, you know, and I'm like, oh, because I'm the one who can do this. That's yeah. why. I love that. Yeah. I, I've observed that as well. I love how you've shared that. And I, I feel very strongly, you know, I think, you know, when people are going through this, they're like, what's my purpose? Like, who, who am I? Like, how is this life meaningful? You know, like when you're struggling so much and I see that too. And I, I just want to echo that as like, that's big work to, to you know, be the, as you meant, I, I like how you said that the ancestral shame breaker and really healing the past, present and future, you know, realities, you know, for your family line. I mean, that, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> like that, that's like the biggest work. So no, I, I, I think that's so important. And often, you know, there's more awareness, but it often gets overlooked when people are figuring out, you know, their healing story. So Kathleen, I want people to learn about your incredible community. And I've been starting to share um, this with my patients and I love what you're doing. And I just think it's like, a prerequisite, right? You, you know, if you're on this path, you, you have to tune into some, somebody like Kathleen and Kathleen, you know, and her community are doing this, you know, so beautifully. So share a little bit about primal trust and what it is and how people can get involved. Sure. So it's, mm -hmm. um, primaltrust.org is our website, Instagram. We have lots of things as well. Primal trust official YouTube, lots of free videos. And I actually just came out with a free healing guide that's about 127 pages that really goes over wow. all of this science. And it's it's like a mini version of my program because so many people like they can't wrap their mind around how does this help me with Lyme disease or whatever. So I made yeah. a guide that is all of this. It's got the cell danger response, polyvagal theory, limbic system retraining, somatics, and it has several tools as well. So you know, even if you can't af afford the membership, we have a monthly membership that's $96 a month. You can cancel anytime. But if you can't afford that, this book is called How Healing Happens. Um, maybe there'll mm -hmm. be a link below this video or yes. on my website. But it's a great way to get started to learn like, what is this whole world of nervous system work? What does it have to do with my illness? How does trauma play a part in this? And I kind of walk you through how our platform works, where we have an academy where you're going to learn, you know, kind of a master's degree in self-regulation, somatics, and trauma healing, and then the community to practice together literally almost every day. And that's all part of it. There's no extra cost. It's all just one thing because I want people to be doing this together. 
So, you know, you don't, if you don't like people and you just want to do it on your own, you can do that as well. You don't have to share the class, but we, we encourage that. You'll, you'll be walked uh, carefully through how to use the tools, which tools to use when, when you start dealing with the trauma, when the parts work, all that kind of stuff. You can drop into live classes on somatics and Qigong and vagus nerve toning and even just fun elevation of getting together and learning how to feel safe together again. It's been amazing. We're in over 60 countries now. We're just launching Primal Trust Spanish. So if you're Spanish speaking, we have that too coming. So it's it's really been amazing to see this whole journey develop into something like this, that something truly very good happened um, because of all the years that I was, you know, trying to figure out what was wrong with me too. So I love that. That's just such a beautiful story. And the fact that you could, you know, just transform your experience to help so many others. And I I think that's, you know, I, I've witnessed some of my patients who do this healing work and then, you know, they find it within themselves a way to give back. And we, we just need more and more of that. You know, people are really sick out there and we need, um, a team and yeah. a community to change medicine and to, you know, change this paradigm. So thank you for the work that you're doing, Kathleen. And we'll have all of um, the information in the show notes, but feel free, anything else that is on your heart that you'd like to share before we close. So many of you are listening and literally grasping on what do I do? How do I get better? The thing that helped me the most right at first was honestly just getting outside connecting to the ground, connecting to the earth, looking at the the leaves, the grass. There's something that you start to tap into that is beyond your trauma, where beyond your illness, where that is a coherent state of being that is the most regulating thing for your nervous system. It's the most inspiring thing to help you remember who you are. So spending as much time as you can outside, especially now we're so bombarded with like technology and all these things that are scrambling our frequencies, trying to get off grid into nature if you can, or just even just sitting on your ground with your kids, your family, and helping each other remember what it's like to be human again, that that would be my advice. Mm, That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your heart with us today. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Kathleen King. Please check out her community, primaltrust.org, and all the information on how to connect with her in the show notes. And again, I hope this inspired you to go deeper and find the true root cause of your healing and that you're not alone on your healing journey. And there are beautiful people like Dr. Kathleen King out there supporting your recovery. Have a beautiful day.